Hey, welcome back to The Five. Five minutes to encourage your faith, challenge you to think, and today's topic is on love. When it comes to love, many people have a wrong definition of love. So they think this way. They think, okay, love is you never correct me, you never oppose me, you never challenge me, and you certainly don't tell me how I ought to think or feel. The only problem with that is that God does all those things in the Bible. And, well, you know, God is love, which means that we have to change our definition of love. And so when Jesus asked what the greatest commandment in the Bible is, he says this, it's to love God and, second one, to love your neighbor as yourself. And so that becomes kind of the rubric of what it means to walk as a Christian. We love God and we love neighbor. So let's talk about God first. So how do we love God? Two ways. We know God and we obey God. So here's where theology comes into play. That theology is our task, right? We, we do the task of theology. We think about how, how we, we study God and how all things relate to him. But then that task is meant to move us to our privilege, which is to love God and to obey God. Think of this way, that uh, John 14, 15, Jesus says, if you love me, you're gonna keep my commandments. Which means love is more than just this sort of inner feeling, it's this decision you make every day to pick up your cross and follow Jesus. So we love God, but also we love people. So get this, like we get inherently mad at injustice. So we get upset when people are treated unfairly and people are mistreated. Why? Well, because intrinsically we know that all people are created in the image of God. What does that mean? That means that all people are equal in dignity and value before God and also man. And you know, in the Bible, there are four groups of people who God gets really protective about. You have the widows, the orphans, the poor, and the foreigners. Those are called the, the quartet of the vulnerable. And God gets really upset because those are people who are historically vulnerable. And so love, things like, love hates. Like, love hates the things that hurts those whom they love. And so we, we love people, we hate sin. Why? Because sin hurts people. Sin hurts individuals. Sin hurts groups, sin hurts churches, sin hurts all societies. And so we love people by hating sin. And so love, it's rooted in the image of God, but also love is only possible because of the gospel of God. So think this way, that the gospel teaches us what love is. So it begins by saying God loved the unlovable, that you and I were unlovable. There is nothing intrinsically good or beneficial about us and yet God chose to love us in Christ. But also, love is costly. Jesus, a great cost to himself, left heaven, came to earth, lived for us, died for us, was crucified and rose from death. That's pretty expensive. The same is true about the Good Samaritan. At great cost to himself, he loved his neighbor, even though his neighbor was a different religion and ethnicity than him. He still loved him. And he gave him the horse, he took him to the inn, he paid for his medical bills. He said, look, if anything else, go ahead and go ahead and chart to my account as well. Love is costly. But lastly, love meets spiritual and physical needs. Here's the thing. We don't have to choose between one or the other. We can actually meet spiritual needs with the gospel and we can meet physical needs. Like Jesus, he preached the gospel and he also fed people, right? And James says, look, if you, if you want to be religious, you ought to bridle your tongue, but also visit the widows and the orphans in their affliction. Paul even says in Galatians 2, he says, look, the fate of the theological universe is on the line. And Peter, James, and John said, hey, we're going to extend the right-handed fellowship. You preach the gospel of by grace through faith in Christ. But then so they asked him to do one more thing. They said, hey, remember the poor. And Paul says, that was the very thing I was eager to do. 
which means that we can we can meet physical and spiritual needs. So how do we do it? Well, I think there are a few ways you can love your neighbor. Here's three things. One, listen. Right? We ought to listen to our neighbor. The Bible says to be quick to hear and slow to speak. But also we should lament. We should lament the fact that some of our neighbors stem from neighborhoods that have been historically mistreated. And so we lament that. We weep with those who weep. But finally, we learn. We learn how best to love our neighbor in both word and deed. Why? Because we love God and we love the people who are made in the image of God. That's love. That's my time. See you next week. I'll see you then.